0: Welcome to the Sports Hancho's Radio Show, part of the Go Sports Media Company radio network. We're hoping you're here because you've just about had it with everyone and everything else. And you're looking for a pair of good-looking guys to tell it like it is, like it was, and how it should be. Or maybe you've got nothing else to do right now and you just need to waste some time. Either way, you might as well turn it up. Because it's time for the boys to get in your face, under your skin, over the top, and out of bounds. And now, here are your honchos, Paul Cuthbert and Robert Cuny. Are you ready, Mr. Cuny?
1: I'm ready, Mr. Cuthbert.
0: Well, let's go! Woo-hoo-hoo! It's our 4th of July sports spectacular surprise show on a Sunday morning. Yours truly, Mr. Paul Covent, on Long Island in the great state of New York. And let's say hello to my buddy, my favorite hot show, Mr. Robin Cooney, from the great state of Maryland. What's up, brother?
1: Greetings and salutations, everybody. And in the immortal words of the great Arlo Guthrie from the song City of New Orleans from 1972's Hobo's Lullaby, Good morning, America. How are you? Don't you know me? I'm your native son. I'm fine. Hopefully that's the first and last Arlo Guthrie reference. On the sports honchos.
0: We're fine. How are you, Mr. Kearney?
1: We're super duper. We're back after a two-week hiatus.
0: Still high, baby. Still yes. high.
1: And we're still aiding us, whatever that means.
0: I'm going to warn you, folks. We have no idea what's in store for you today. All no. right, so. A
1: number, you, a number of you asked, hey, what's happening with the honchos? Are you going to do a show this week? You, you,
0: you asked for it, and now you're going to get it. We are rusty as hell. Rusty we are. as hell. But we're going to go for it, that's pal. Right. We're certainly going to go for it and give it a shot. Because that's couple what we do here trombos. at the Honchos. What's that? <laughs> I
1: said, we're a couple of rusty trombones. Oh, man. That's... <laughs> Google it, everyone.
0: <laughs> so two weeks, has anything happened in the sports world? I mean, uh, I guess we'll get no, into it here nothing. in a little bit. I, I mean, uh, you know, just I guess I got to start with you. I mean, how are you? I mean, you're you're done with, the, you know, as everybody knows here in the Honchos, uh Robert here is a, um, a daytime educator, and he teaches <laughs> like a. Of, he teaches the children <laughs> of America, and all the teachers in America right now, at least as far as I know, from coast to coast, state to state, island to island, are now on summer vacation because no. uh, I, usually at this time, the, um, most of the police departments uh, stock up again on their riot gear and stuff because the teachers right. are out, man It's party time, right. baby.:
1: You call it vacation. We in the biz call it unemployment. So less people think, hey, you teachers have it made to get 10 weeks off in the summer. Nah. It's true. We do. We are not at work over the summer, but we're also not getting a little thing that I like to call a paycheck. So I do have a, a summer gig uh, besides uh, entertaining millions of people every week with the sports shows.
0: But don't so. you get one big lump sum?
1: Uh, you mean to teach?
0: For the, for the summer months, don't you? Don't no. think does, doesn't a big truck pull up and just dump it, a pile of cash on your front lawn? It's,
1: but it's all Confederate money.
0: <laughs> oh, no. oh, so yeah. And
1: apparently that's how they pay me during the school year as well. So it's um, I'm a little jealous of my friends actually making a living.
0: How the heck is that working for you?
1: They're paying me this summer in Bitcoin.
0: Bitcoin? <laughs> yes,
1: if I can find it.
0: You, you don't use that? No. It seems to be the uh, latest thing, man.
1: I, I have I have no idea what it is, how to find it, how to quantify it. It's not tangible. And by the way, not legal tender.
0: Well, people are using it anyway.
1: Yeah, they are. But
0: for ransoms. they can't.
1: Yes, for <laughs> ransom. Some athletes have decided to have their professional contracts it paid in Bitcoin. No, no yes. way. Not all of the, maybe the signing bonus. I don't know off the top of my head, the athletes. But there was a football player, I believe current NFL player who wanted his bonus or part of his salary in Bitcoin, to which I say, Guy Gesund, please continue to pay me in good old American dollars, because it is the 4th of July, so we honor America by taking her legal tender.
0: Uh, Could you explain is... to me, uh, us of the um, the other faith, what does Guy Gesund actually mean again?
1: Ah, from your side of the street? That yes. means uh, go with God.
0: Oh. If you'd like to do it, it, you know, be our
1: guest. Enjoy. Uh, you now have that, our blessing.
0: But be our guest is from that tabernacle of Disney.
1: Yes, that's a whole the, different religion. It's a
0: great scroll of the beast of beauty, correct? Yes, that
1: is yes. a whole different street. <laughs> Not just a different side of the street, that's a different part of the neighborhood.
0: <laughs> you can't keep up with Disney these days. No.
1: You can't are you watching Loki
0: speaking of disney no i'm i'm I have not watched Loki yet no no, no. are are you happy with it because I, I i I see and read that it's getting mixed reviews.
1: I'm happy with it uh, episode three there's four episodes in the can now, as they say um not that's not where I'm watching it by the way uh, <laughs> episode three was a little slow. Uh, in parts, but otherwise, it's been great. And having Owen Wilson in the mix, you can never go wrong with one of the Wilson brothers.
0: Yeah, I mean, Owen, but see, Owen's like he's the same character in every. Yeah, even, he's even playing, when he was the fighter pilot. Remember when he was in the fighter pilot in that, that movie, and he crash lands in Bosnia with, or go, Yes, go, Gene go, 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 Hackman? Go, yes, yes, and stuff. And he still he like, was Owen get, Wilson. He gets out of the plane. Really, you know how he talks. Really? Yes. Crashed. Yeah,
1: he's And that's fine. He plays Owen Wilson in every movie. But um, even there's also the movie where he's escaping He's somewhere. I don't know what country he's in. Um, another war-torn Afghanistan, Iraq-like country where I believe he's an ambassador or, or a, a civilian there. And he and his wife are trapped on the roof of their apartment building while insurgents surround the building. And he has to escape by going rooftop to rooftop. Even then... He's playing Owen Wilson. But that's fine. Although in every movie you see Owen Wilson in or every TV show, you half expect Vince Vaughn to walk through the door wearing his yarmulke like they did in uh, Wedding Crashers.
0: You keep waiting for that moment.
1: Who's going to rescue us? Oh, look, everyone. It's Vince Vaughn.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Mazel, mazel, good things.
0: Vince has been out of the loop here for a while. Yeah, I think he's still recuperating
1: from uh, his true detective role, which was fine. I think he was good as a bad guy. But now... You know, his choices have been suspect.
0: You watched all those? I did. You did?
1: Mm-hmm. I believe it was, what, three seasons? I yeah, the, third the, first one, one. the third one was a little out there. Yeah. But. I mean, the first one was good. It was, it, was, it was declining quality with each season. But I like the fact that it's different characters, different stories. Just the name of the series remains the same. And the idea that it's about police officers. Hmm. Hmm. So, there you go.
0: You go. That's, so a, that's a lot of TV up. talk. Right everybody's now. everybody's caught up now. Yes. So good night, everybody. Thank you for listening. And, um... <laughs> so we talked about a show
1: that's currently on, the show that hasn't been on the air for about five or six years, and we talked about a, a, a couple of stars who may or may not be past their prime. I don't know. We don't do things currently here.
0: No. Well, why, why should we? I mean, no. we got, you know, we're old guys. We're, we're stuck we in the are. past, baby.
1: We are, because according to us, as we sit on the lawn and shake our fists at kids running across our grass, we think everything yesterday was better. You know why? (laughs) Because it is.
0: It's the trufus, Rufus. Mm. It is totally the trufus, Rufus. Um, So, uh, my friend. Yes, sir. Let's um, let's get this uh, show started with a little, uh, you know. Um, a little, uh... What was that? <laughs> <laughs> that was a mistake, that's what that was.
1: Oh, okay, because it was groovy, man. Let's
0: do some headlines! That'll make you do lines, baby!
1: I-, I approve of your song choice in the background.
0: We'll probably get sued, but... Probably. Paul or sent us a- an email.
1: Probably. I don't know oh, that they, at that- this point in their lives, they can
0: actually use email. It's a bloody invitation,
1: all right, so it is July the 4th, so before we get to the big story of the last few weeks, is it, it's ongoing, so I, conti- I consider it somewhat current. Today is the 4th of July, which means two things. Massive gatherings and fireworks celebrations, and of course, the yearly rundown. The roll call of people that don't know how to use fireworks.
0: This is my favorite. This is my favorite stuff. In fact, um, I, I got a great song for you. Um, is it the Katy Perry fireworks song? No, no. Thank goodness, uh, This is going to be fantastic while you read this. Guy. Okay.
1: So this is from the USA Today from a couple days ago. Uh, in 2020, an estimated 15,600 people were hospitalized with injuries related what that, to what fireworks. Is that number? What? 15,600 <laughs> people hospitalized with injuries related to fireworks. And, of, and that's not including the 18 deaths oh due to fireworks, 12 of which, or let's see if I can do my math, 75%? No. 66% are related to misuse. We all remember what happened to Tampa Bay defensive lineman Jason Pierre-Paul, who <laughs> decided to light fireworks in his hand and forgot the second part, which is to... I'll wait till you finish your coffee. Which is to actually let go. Once you light the fireworks yes, in your key hand, key holding process. on to them, that is not recommended. So, <laughs> so
0: ladies and the gentlemen, gentlemen, just a PSA, read all the instructions that come with your fireworks. Right. Your illegal so fireworks.
1: A, it's a complicated two-step process. You light the fireworks, and then you either run away from them or let go of them. Either way, please don't keep them attached to your personage. So... The USA Today went out and said, in addition to some warnings, which we'll just get to in a moment, uh, they broke it down by body part. The most common injuries occur to <laughs> hands and fingers. 3,100 injuries from June 21st, 2020 to July 21st, 2020. So out of those 15,000, et cetera, people, th- over 3,000 uh, had hand or finger injuries. Then the next most common area. The uh, the ha- uh, head, face, and ear region. Oh, that hurts. Okay, 900, I'm sorry, 2,300 people suffered injuries here. Then the eyes. Eyes are the third most common injury, 1,500. And then legs, arms, and trunk. Oh, my God. Uh, 25% of the injuries at emergency departments from June 21st to July 21st, 2020. And there's a story here which, if you read the headline, it sounds like it's something humorous, but it really wasn't. In 2016, a 15-year-old had his leg amputated, that's not the funny part, after fashioning 180 sparklers wrapped tightly with electrical tape. So those of you that, that think that the sparklers, which you run around with, the little metal sticks, and they just sparkle down into nothing, and, you know, run around, and spin them with your hands, think they're harmless, sure, one of them. But when you take 180 and you smash them together with electrical tape and light them, there's an explosion. There's actual shock. The what the hell's going on? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That yes, dad the parents? was probably lighting M80s in the backyard. I mean, again, I understand one sparkler. Running with a sparkler, we all do that. I mean, I'll probably do that later today, but 180 taped together, plus the, and I'm no scientist, but it seems to me all the pressure of 180 sparklers. Uh, building up probably is not a good idea, and this person was probably holding them. Again, you have to let go. Let it go, as the song goes. So they have a bunch of fire uh, tips from the National Security Council on using fireworks, and I just want to highlight those that I call in the duh category, like never allow young children to handle fireworks.
0: Like the aforementioned young child before.
1: If you have a toddler and you think, hey, this will be funny for the Graham I'll have him light Look off a you know Look the baby holding the
0: bottle rocket. Right. Let me get my camera.
1: Okay, uh, here's an important one uh, for all of our friends coming out of the COVID fog. Never use fireworks while impaired by drugs or alcohol. That's right. Explosive devices and alcohol and drugs. Who'd have thunk that those didn't mix? Um, never hold lighted fireworks in your hands. Thank you. Never light them indoors. Anyone oh, thinks that on. fireworks...
0: At least one. One Roman candle in the living room.
1: Sure, why not? As long as you're willing to move out of the house. Um, only use them away from people, houses, and flammable materials, So oh, don't throw your fireworks answer. into a crowd. Only light one device at a time. Never ignite devices. This is my favorite one. Never ignite devices in a container. Good, uh, good call. Don't drop them into a mason jar, for instance, like a yeah. firefly. And finally... Do not try to relight or handle malfunctioning fireworks. This would fall into the category of all those movies and television shows where you knock somebody down, you think they're unconscious, and then you turn your back on them. Or you walk up to them to make sure they're dead and they turn out to be just sleepy. So when you think they, if, if a firework doesn't, doesn't go off or it malfunctions, that's a sign. Leave it alone, pour some water over it, get another one. Don't walk up and you know look real close and go, I wonder if this thing's supposed to just sit here like this and then boom out oh, well, wow
0: that's 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 pretty uh. You know, why Why using a southern accent there? I mean, that's you could be offending no, some certain no, people. Not, that's are just are you, a dumb
1: guy you? accent. No, that's I that's sure not, I am why dumb. Why does the He's... dumb
0: guy have a southern accent? <laughs> hey, that's that's
1: your interpretation. Because I tell you right now,
0: there's a bunch of people here in New York who are pretty I'll dumb, what, too, with the fireworks. Uh, how about this guy? How about over, White Man? Uh, I wonder if these fireworks oh, stop, are just the Oh, my God. Thank God we're not on video. It's just <laughs> terrifying. It's mortifying.
1: Uh, by the way, that voice Grace hates Overbite Man.
0: I can understand that.
1: <laughs> when Overbite Man shows up, she's like, "Check, please.
0: Yeah. Time to go home." So
1: that was for you. Yeah, I'm, for you. I'm afraid to ask you July.
0: when and why Overbite Man would come out in your relationship at all in any kind of shows conversation. Up randomly in conversation. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's one thing to hear it, but I'm actually seeing it. What? And now that, I understand what? why Grace leaves that's, the room. I'm about why to. That's
1: it's so awful. Yeah, the show is about to end prematurely. Okay, then I'm back. Thank you. That was a good laugh. Overbite Man says hello. He's available. He's available for weddings and bar mitzvahs. Really. <laughs> oh my god! If you want him to MC a personal event near you, please call the Honcho's Hotline at nine one one and make your appointment with Overbite Man. Okay. That's enough of that. Let's put on our serious faces. There are two things that are very American: one, subway sandwiches, and two, big corporations lying to people like you and I. And this story contains both of them. Are you aware? This is from the New York Times from a couple day, uh, a couple weeks ago. Are you aware that there is a lawsuit filed in California, a class action? Lawsuit filed in California. Uh, Then the claim is that the tuna sandwiches are, quote, completely bereft of tuna as an ingredient. (laughs) Now, I
0: laugh because I am not surprised. (laughs) Before I continue,
1: exactly what are you suing for? Where are the damages here? Now, I don't think anyone is claiming they were poisoned or they had some emotional distress. I guess it's. Some sort of consumer fraud, but if you're walking into a subway, nothing against a company I'm sure will no longer sponsor, no longer consider sponsoring the show. But if you walk into a subway and you're expecting the finest quality meats and cheeses, and you're paying, you know, five bucks, six bucks for a foot long, you're you already know, you already know walking in that it's not going to be the highest quality, and if it is edible, and it looks like tuna, and tastes like tuna, it, even if it isn't tuna. Okay, big deal. How are you harmed? When you file a lawsuit, there has to be some harm. But we can deal with that in the third hour of today's show. So this reporter, uh, Julia Carmel for the New York Times, decided to do her own investigation. And this is really what's the best part of this story, not the findings, which I will get to. Quote, I procured more than 60 inches worth of Subway tuna sandwiches. I removed and froze the tuna meat, then shipped it across the country to a commercial food testing lab. Oh I spent God. weeks chatting with tuna experts. Oh How God. do I get that job as a tuna expert? I waited and waited until the lab results came back, and here's what she found. I thought I had no life, by the way. But this, this reporter decided, here's my, my chance to win the Pulitzer. Right? Um, they named plaintiffs in the lawsuits – Uh, believe that the tuna is quote anything but tuna what exactly the plaintiffs believe the sandwiches contain, they wouldn't say but in their filing from january they allege that subway has deliberately misled customers by selling products quote falsely advertised as tuna in order to charge at a premium price i'm not sure what you know that that would
0: concern me in only one instance
1: and what would that be
0: if i actually ate at subway
1: all right. Well, there you go, folks. Even more reason why we'll not be sponsored by Subway going forward. <laughs> Did you know that the federal government has put out the U.S. Food and Drug Administration has put out what they call a seafood list? This is all this information you're getting for your chart. Is folks. this
0: a uh, a picture book? I, you would think so.
1: There are 15 species of nomadic saltwater fish that can be labeled tuna. Fifteen species. Subway's tuna and seafood sourcing statement. That's not easy to say. Seafood sourcing statement. Says that the chain only sells skipjack and yellowfin tuna. Skipjack sounds like an AHL hockey team. Uh, species that a lab would recognize as Katsuanus pelamis and T. albacarus. By the way, that'll be my, uh, if I ever decide to become a rock star, my stage name would be T. albacarus. Everyone, Okay, so then she goes through the complicated process of how tuna are caught and packaged and so on, and then we get to the good stuff, the actual sending of the tuna to these labs. Uh, to procure the subway specimens, I visited three different subway locations around Los Angeles, Uh, It seemed logical to order only tuna on the sandwiches, no vegetables, cheese or dressing as the lab was already wary about the challenges of identifying a fish that's been cooked at least once mixed with mayo frozen and shipped across the country. She put the tuna in a Ziploc bag, the whole sub in a Ziploc bag, packed it nice in a styrofoam cooler and mailed it to the lab for 150 bucks. The first one was lost in transit. The second sample arrived intact. And in two to three weeks, she was told what the results were. So, one before we get to the results, I continue to leave in suspense. Is this from
0: the, uh, the labs at Wuhan? No.
1: That they, <laughs> they're uh, investigating different things. You can ask John Stewart about that. The tuna comes – this is from now Subway, a manager of a Subway whose name is Sage, not her real name to protect her identity – the tuna comes in a case, and inside the case, there are six aluminum pouches, and it's just like a pressed, vacuum-sealed slab of tuna. Hmm, oh, delicious. Man. It's flaky, and it's clearly soaked in water. It's like a brine, so it's just soaked in salt water, and it's just flaky tuna. We just spread it apart with our hands, gloved, of course, and mix it with mail. <laughs> All right, so that's how they make their tuna. And here are the <laughs> no. lab results. You ready? No. Hold on. First, first,
0: this... first, first, I want to set this scene right now. We're in a <laughs> A, you know, it'd be great if, if if you were being piped right now through the, the speakers at a subway right I now with, with people <laughs> online.
1: <laughs> go. Who wants a slab of tuna? <laughs> freshly, freshly de-slabbed this morning. All right, Here here's the phrase that pays from the lab. I never thought I would read this particular phrase. Quote, no... Amplifiable tuna DNA was present in the sample. <laughs> Amplifiable tuna DNA. The spokesman from the lab offered a bit of analysis. There's two conclusions he said. One, it's so heavily processed that whatever we could pull out, we couldn't make an identification, or we got some and there's just nothing there that's tuna. Subway, of course, declined to comment on the lab results. Now, since these since the story was written. Uh, the January, in January, the plaintiffs filed their original claim, and now they've amended it to say uh, it's not that it's not tuna. It's just that they're saying it's not 100% sustainably caught skipjack and yellowfin tuna. So the bottom line is it may be tuna. It may not be tuna. There's 15 kinds of fish you can call tuna. But, folks, if you like it, if it's still delicious and you don't care about the de-slabification process that they go through, again – as I mentioned before, Geigazund, enjoy eating your Subway tuna. And also you know that you can sue Jesus. for just about anything now if you can sue because it's not tuna-y enough without showing any real injury other than to your psyche, I guess. If you,
0: Hey, look, Rob, you know, look, as everybody tuna. else knows, if you want an expert on uh, tuna, you know, there's only one guy to, to reach out hmm. to.
1: Not Jared from Subway, is it? I know what
0: that is, Charlie. Yeah, what is it? A modern yes. statue. Yeah, you looked at the label. Yeah.
2: What you doing with it, Charlie?
1: Sending it to Starkist so they'll notice what good taste I got. They can tell from that? Of course, dummy. They know that only guys with real good taste can stand to be around this junk. That makes sense. That makes sense.
0: But, Charlie, they ain't exactly looking for tunas with good taste. Starkist wants tunas that taste good. Nah, here they come. Uh, can you see it from up
1: there? Sorry, Charlie, but only the best tasting tuna get to be Starkist. Best that tasting was... because Starkist is 100% prime fillet. Yes. It is the best tasting tuna. For
0: the best tasting tuna, get Starkist. Tell him uh, Charlie sent you. And Charlie is also starring in the new prequel movie, <laughs> Newark Saints. If you didn't know, <laughs> hey,
1: tell him Charlie sent you. That'd tell be a good, uh, sent you. good tag one. Are they kidding
0: Put, me with that?
1: <laughs> you're blowing your brains out.
0: They got a uh, tuna was, down in the sea with a Newark and New Jersey, New York accent.
1: <laughs> that was a, a live look-in, by the way, to a subway board meeting about tuna. I, you know, it never what struck me as odd about those commercials is this, this this Charles Tuna person. <laughs> is he's asking Starkist to catch him and kill him so he can be your tuna sandwich. What exactly is he all excited about, the prospect of being caught in a net with a bunch of other Charlie tunas and then dying? I never understood that. As a kid, I loved the commercial, who doesn't love a a tuna with a tie, talking about you know Starkist. But as I grew older and had a lot of time on my hands to think about these things, I thought, what's Charlie so worked up about? He should be happy if Starkist goes by him. He'll live a nice, long, happy life instead of you know, being stubbed in a can prematurely.
0: Well, you know, I commented on your dumb accent earlier. I mean, uh, obviously they gave this guy a dumb accent. <laughs> so, you know, what are you from? Down south or up here, baby? I guess yeah, you're what is- dumb.
1: Why does Charlie have to be from the, tri- the the five
0: borough area? Why can't he be, you know, from
1: somewhere in the Midwest?
0: Why not from Boston? I don't know, buddy. The other tuna you forgot to mention was Hot Tuna, baby. Oh, of course. Everybody's got to love a little Hot Tuna. It's, it's the tuna, tuna honchos. Classic <laughs> rock and roll, baby. And is this a very smart song? I just want everybody to listen to the opening lines here of this song. Bob your head back and forth, here we go. Very educational song.
1: Really thumbing our nose at the FCC today.
0: <laughs> a little jam going on. But wait for it. Well, nickel is a nickel, a dime is a dime. Need a new gal, She won't mind, tell me how long do I have. Now, for those of you who didn't hear those first lines... Can we get the subtitles, please? Yes. (laughs) Well, nickel is a nickel. I said dime is a dime. I need a new gal. She won't mind. Hot tuna, baby. Brilliant. I don't know if they're in the um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But But they might be in the subway. Auto stock is tuna. Hall of of fame. all the
1: bands named after canned meat and fish. <laughs> they are certainly in the in the hall of fame. Uh oh, tuna well, melts, I gotta find way, some canned heat. Delicious.
0: Right? Some canned yes. heat.
1: No, please don't play going up the country. Oh. <laughs> uh yeah, tuna melts delicious, speaking of hot tuna. I don't know if they can sing good, but I sure do love the sandwich.
0: It is good. Are we ready to talk some sports there, buddy? Yeah, uh, as, we re- yeah
1: we- we've, we've now discussed TV classic commercials canned meat and firework safety and you know we're 30 minutes into the show gram see folks we got a show like elvis's colon for you today, packed and slightly stinky
0: it's the sports archos fourth of july sports spectacular let's wait go to,
1: wait till halloween baby
0: ncaa i haven't been to college in years but we're here he at the high We always like to check in at the colleges and see what's going on. This community, like the movie old school. <laughs> NCA! big courts, big news.
1: Yep. Lots happening. Um I would like to say that normally, you know, it's funny, normally this time of year, it's July. It's only we only have baseball. We have the All-Star game. But one of the nice things about COVID and pushing everything around
0: schedule-wise one, is that so you, much hear what to you talk just about? said one of what? the nice things about COVID? Okay. One of the positives is, wow. to come out of...
1: If there's a silver lining...
0: Please do not send out me, COVID. Paul, your honcho, the hate mail, please. If this is... this is uh, uh, What's that statement? Things that Robert Cuny says on this show does not represent what Mr. Paul Cuthbert ever thinks or says. The opinions
1: and statements by one Robert M. Cuny... ...are his own. Are his own. Do not necessarily reflect or represent the opinions of one Paul C. Cuthbert or the Ghost Sports Media Company. Thank you. All rights reserved. There you go. Thank
0: you. Now, go ahead with your stupid commentary. Uh,
1: anyway, uh, the Supreme Court has said, has ruled, since, you know, there's nothing else going on, I guess, in the world, the Supreme yeah. Court has ruled that the NCAA rules about athletes, their athletes getting compensated, does not prevent them from still being amateurs. Now, what is this what means is the Supreme Court was listening to a case about whether or not athletes could get educational benefits, some sort of compensation tied to their the fact that they're college athletes, not paying them a salary, not paying them to come to the school, but allowing them to make money because of the fact they're college athletes and the, uh, the Supreme Court or the NCAA's argument has always been, well, once you give them anything, even a dollar, they're no longer amateurs. They're now professionals. And the Supreme Court said, uh, no, they're still amateurs. They're not professionals until they sign a professional contract, until they're paid by a professional league. Here, here. So, so making commercials, for instance, doesn't make you a professional athlete. So the Supreme Court opened that door, and then the door was kicked in further by the NCAA. Which uh, on Thursday said that as of today, as of July 1st, now student-athletes can pursue compensation based on their nil rights, name, image, and likeness.
0: Which is also the term for zero in English soccer.
1: Yes, it is. And we'll get to that, you know, again in the third hour so. Uh, the NCAA's board of directors decided Wednesday to officially suspend the organization's rules prohibiting athletes from selling the rights to their names, images, and likenesses. The new rules represent a major shift in the association's definition of amateurism. Again, that's how this all started. A shift that NCAA leaders previously believed was antithetical to the nature of college sports. So, the NCAA rules, again, prevent schools from paying players directly. That remains intact. Okay, but... Play Athletes are now allowed to, and I'm reading from an ESPN.com article, new rules allow athletes to profit by monetizing social media accounts, signing autographs, teaching camps or lessons, starting their own businesses, participating in advertising campaigns. Uh, Among many other potential ventures, athletes will be allowed to sign with agents or other representatives to help them acquire endorsement deals. So you can have an agent. It doesn't mean you're a professional. It means you can now do commercials and print media and so on. Uh, Some opportunities will be restricted. For instance, they can't endorse alcohol, tobacco, or gambling products. come on! And some, but not all states, will prohibit their athletes from using their school's logo or other copyrighted material in those endorsements. So basically what they're saying is the Supreme Court, this is something that's way overdue, is if you're an athlete who's well-known, Heisman Trophy winner, big star in basketball, whatever it is, and somebody wants to pay you for an autograph, you can do that. If somebody wants to put you in a commercial, you can do that. If someone wants to say, you, I want you to be a spokesperson for a car dealership, come on down to you know our, the Ford and meet so-and-so and get an autograph, get a picture taken. They're saying all that is fine. They stop short of paying the athletes. So I have a couple thoughts about that. I, I, I am not at all, in favor of paying athletes. I mean, just saying, here's a salary. Whoa, whoa, whoa. School. College athletes, Here, though, but
0: college athletes. Yeah, I'm sorry, college athletes. Because you did yeah. say you're not in favor athletes, of paying athletes. No. And that, that would really be incredibly controversial.
1: Yes. Let me amend that statement. If we could just rewind that. We'll edit that out in post-production. I'm not in favor of paying student athletes at colleges uh, a salary. Here's $20,000 to come to our school. Uh, because they already do get a salary. And I love people who say that the free ride, the free tuition and room and board isn't really compensation. Oh, no, has no value. Uh, All the parents out there who are struggling to, to pay tuition for their kids, the millions of parents, might disagree that a free ride to college and free room and board and free meals has no value. However, when you get past that part, every other payday opportunity an athlete can get especially in the non-revenue sports, I'm all for it. Jobs, appearances, autographs, commercials, memorabilia, whatever.
2: Subway as long as they're commercials. Not taking
1: money, Subway commercials, de-slabbing the tuna. As long as they're not taking money from a professional organization, minor league, major league, whatever, what do I care? I mean, before, athletes couldn't get a part-time job. And many of these athletes, yes, they're, uh, they're here for free in college, but it doesn't mean they have any money. So what if they want to go out? What if they want to... You know, go to the drive through on a Friday night. They can't because they have no money and they can't get a job and there are no stipends. And maybe they don't get money from home. So now, if you're a high-profile college athlete from a family that struggles to make ends meet, uh, you can get a job, you can get, again, sign autographs, you can sell your jersey because the schools are making millions of dollars off of the work that they do. So why not say you can get some of that as well? I'm all in favor of that. I think you can't pay athletes because it's just too complicated in terms of revenue versus non-revenue sports. Paying athletes would mean the end of a lot of the non-revenue sports. And then you'd get free agency in college and the teams that are already super successful will continue to be so. And the other schools will never compete. But if you want to, if someone's going to pay you money to stand you know, in front of your supermarket and wave your hand like this, Say, so come on down to the supermarket That's meet this dreadful, dreadful. Heisman Trophy winner and get your picture Imagine taken. Imagine having to do that. And I'll pay if I would do that for 500 bucks, 1000 bucks, whatever the supermarket's going to
0: pay. Great. Well, you, you, you need to expand your horizons, Mr. CUNY.
1: I'm just saying as an example, whatever, somebody, whatever menial task somebody wants to pay you to do because you're a high-profile college athlete.
0: How about welcoming people that- to Fantasy Island? That's a little more exciting. Sure. Sure, we can,
1: if they want to be on a TV show.
0: Spice it up instead of hanging outside a grocery store. I mean, what kind of life but are you living down it. there think in Maryland? In, in most is, of that these your, colleges, is that your view of a high-end, extra-paying gig for a prized in athlete to stand towns, in front of a grocery store and say, hey, most, come on in and check out the lemons?
1: In most of these college towns, high, high brow shopping and highbrow entertainment oh. is going to the Wawa or the Sheets. Okay, so sounds. that's. I'm thinking about what their opportunities are. Now, you know, some of your big city colleges, okay, maybe a Harris Teeter or a Whole Foods. Sports boss,
0: strip joint, something exciting.
1: Probably not the strip joint or sports bar Why because not? It's, it's a legal
0: place of uh, employment for, uh, for it certain the, people.
1: The NCAA will probably consider that to be endorsing alcohol, for instance. So, no bars, no.
0: Oh, sure, but toss but, the cheerleaders up in the air. That's all right.
1: Well, that's a whole different sort of can of worms. By um, the way, just think about this for a second. I was thinking about this whole paying players thing. Um, if you, they were to open the door for free agency in college sports, um, something I haven't heard talked about, and this would negatively impact the NBA, the NHL, the major leagues, the, the professional leagues in, in the United States, is yes, you could you'd have free agency. So the University of Alabama or Duke basketball could pay more money than other schools to get good athletes to come. But what if they said, we're going to pay you to come here, but now you have to sign a contract. So all these one-and-donners in basketball, you want to come play here, you got to play for two years, maybe three years. That, to me, would be a fascinating aspect of seeing college athletes getting paid is the contract status, not one-year contracts where they can go to other schools. But no school is going to say, we're going to pay you $50,000 to play football at USC only to lose you after a year. So you've got to sign a two-year gig, a three-year deal, whatever. Now, that's never going to happen because they're never going to directly pay athletes. The, it, the administration of it, where the money would come from, what that would, the ripple effect on college sports would be disastrous. But this move, allowing athletes, as long as they're within the educational benefits realm of endorsements. This is great. It's long overdue. And I don't see why you, we shouldn't let players, you know, profit off the fact that they're in a high-profile position. I turn it to you to say, Rob, you're a dope.
0: I wouldn't call you a dope. Um, you know, I, I agree with you that it's never going to happen, and I, I don't I don't want that to happen either, you know. I think, you know, I agree with you, too. Like I said, these guys get, you know, the, the free rides and everything else. I think, uh, you know, they're, the, the whole um, NIL stuff, the name, image, and, and likeness stuff, that, that's, that's important. I think every individual deserves that kind of a right to be protected for their likeness in, in any, if, if they're going to be used. But I guess, you know, in college sports, it's a different beast. It's just been that way since the dawn of time. Because you're basically a student. That's the title. Student. And whether you come in as a regular student to learn academics, and then if you come in, whether you get a scholarship or you become an athlete, not everybody gets a scholarship, Rob. You know? And not
1: everybody goes to the pros either. That's the other thing.
0: Yes, that's true. It's so
1: funny, why not uh, make some money along the way?
0: Yes. But most of the guys... See, I guess maybe that's where the line is because if you split it in half, right? Let's say half the guys are going to go on to become pro athletes, and they're going to make some money. Whether it's you know the, the top guy becomes a starting quarterback, makes a hundred gazillion dollars, or a guy that becomes like a place kicker or something like that, and he makes a five hundred G's or something like that. So there's the disparity in terms of what kind of money each individual goes into the professional realm of their sports, what they're going to make. And yes, then you have a half a uh, bunch of guys, gals that aren't going to go professional. But that's their decision, right? They're going to school for other reasons. They're going to school for academics, to come an engineer, manager at Subway. You know, there's all these different (laughs) options. that they Maybe not anymore, but okay. Up until
1: this morning, that was a a reasonable avenue.
0: Yeah. So, um, but I think to me, you know, I'm old school. Just leave it the way it is.
1: Yeah, again, I'm not suggesting paying them, but the idea that you can... Sell your jersey, for instance. Somebody wants to buy your game worn jersey. Uh, again, most people that play sports in the NCAA for, in college, most of them, more than 70, 80% of them, are never going to go to pro in sports. So why not say, look, you have this opportunity to make some money just because you're in a high profile position. You know, go ahead and make it, not paying you a salary. The schools aren't paying you to come to their school. They're just saying it's okay if you want to sign autographs for, you know, a hundred bucks, an autograph or whatever it is. And some of these, the, the most high profile athletes, they can, as some do, can borrow money off of the fact that they're going to get a very rich and lucrative contract, but that's an even smaller slice of college athletes, those that everyone knows are barring injury, of course, are going to make their fame and fortune at the next level. So there's other ways to get money that are not illegally selling your name, image, and likeness or getting paid under the table. So for a lot of these kids, and they are kids, it's a good chance to go to school for free and get a bonus reward because the colleges are making more money off of them. So why not get a little taste? Again, not getting a salary, just, just allowing them in a free market capitalist society. It is July 4th. This is America being able to profit from it because that opportunity may not come again for a lot of these athletes. They'll go on to regular jobs where they're not really being paid to endorse anything, for instance, or running. A
0: I just think it opens up a, a can of worms. So then why can't the kid who wants to be a rocket scientist? Uh, you know the, that is that same kid going to get the opportunity to stand outside Epcot Center and wave and make a few bucks the but way you that, described yeah. the running back outside of the grocery store waving? But
1: I just the think... rocket scientist didn't get it. it isn't there's no
0: restriction <laughs> yeah, on the but rocket scientist?
1: Too. Yeah, but, but there's no restriction on a rocket scientist making money off his name. But that's like that's
0: this. my argument. Then I mean, if you're just if you're going to allow athletes to go and make money. Then why can't the botanist
2: but go down can't. to
0: the to the local guard nursery and make some money down there too? Or or the person who is uh you know, uh wants to be uh uh work in the uh you know, Aquarius field or something, go down to the local aquarium and sell fish. You know Look, People have always
1: come up to me and said you Paul know, a, as no, they, that too. <laughs> uh, that that's on fact I just got a text just <laughs> what now to say. Uh they they try to in some show of solidarity with my alleged plight, they say it's unfair that a professional athlete makes, you know, a million dollars a year and a teacher makes you know bopkiss. And I tell them that's thank you for saying that, but if I'll tell you why I get paid what I do and not a million dollars, because the last time I checked, as entertaining as I am in the classroom, and I am fairly entertaining, don't let this podcast fool you. I actually am entertaining at times. Um no one is selling out Madison Square Garden to watch me, you know, give a lecture on populism in the turn of the 20th century. I mean, that'd be great if they did, but no one's doing that, and so they're not making much money off of me. So if a botanist could somehow sell out, you know, FedEx Field yeah, but, to, dis- uh, to discuss uh, yeah, plants, you're, you're then then now. then somebody would pay a botanist to stand in front of their nursery their gardening center and wave their hands. So it's it's everyone should be allowed to do it. And other the only group that can't up until a few days ago were college athletes. And now everybody can. You want to pay a botanist, a rocket scientist, a nursing student, whomever, an engineering student, go nuts. Now you can do it with people that'll actually draw a crowd, and that's your local college football player. So and it's basketball all good. Players. They can all do
0: this now. So what's the what's the proof right. then? What's the, yeah, what's the, what's know. the point people, of this conversation?
1: There are some people like you who say they should just leave it the way it is. Aren't they getting enough of a benefit? Nobody is asking well, colleges I just to think, pay them.
0: I think down the road, I think this is going to cause problems. Oh, everything does. Of course it will. It looks nice no, I mean, now. Not personally in my world, right. but I think it's going to cause this problems. This is not the
1: end of this discussion. I'm sure uh, now oh, it
0: is. So we're not talking about it here ever again.
1: No. But you know there will be schools that will somehow tie these endorsement opportunities, I put my fingers in the quote sign, these endorsement opportunities into recruiting violations. You know it. That's, that's Yeah, and, just then, the and now there's going to
0: be the extra pressure on, here's the other business part I want to put in. So when you come in, say, how many of these guys or gals come in as star athletes from their high schools, right? So then they got to come in, and now they, maybe they sign these uh, you know, name, image, and license deals and all that stuff. And I'm, I'm totally fine with that. That's great because it's them. But now there's the extra pressure. What if they fail? What if they suck in college? What if they just take a nosedive? And now their, their professional career, I guess w- without the nil either way, that would probably mess them up one way or the other. But um, I just think it's, it's just adding so much more garbage onto the whole sports world, you know, how it is already. If you can understand what I'm saying, it's just, I mean, now you're going to get agents going to be pulling these guys left and right. Now, forget about the academics. I mean, you you tell me as far as, you know, academics for these star athletes in in college sports. And, you know, we're looking primarily here at football, right, and basketball. You know, it's not so much in in all the other major sports. Um, But I think now now you're going to get the the hounds and the the companies and everything else. They're going to just... You know, besides trying to get into a school or being recruited, now you're going to be recruited for all these brands and everything else. Maybe for that individual, it's a great problem to have because ultimately it's a, it's yeah. it's more money to make. But, you know, I don't know. It's going to be hard for
1: schools to compete, say, with the California schools, for but instance. But it
0: already is.
1: Because now they can say, you come to USC, again, Southern California, it's not just we have a great football team. And, and you can facilities. wave outside the
0: surfboard shop.
1: Right, but we have. You're in California. The opportunities for endorsements and for profiting off of your name, image, and likeness are a lot better and a lot more plentiful than, say, a school in the Midwest, for instance. So really? that's the Midwest. A, there's another advantage, another built-in advantage for schools to exploit.
0: See, I would have been like Arkansas or something. That would be a problem.
1: No, it's just but there are
0: lots of grocery stores in Arkansas.
1: Sure. Again, college towns, they're not known for their cosmopolitan appeal. Most of them, a big night out is going to the Piggly Wiggly.
0: Well, let me ask you a quick question here on, on going back to, are you surprised at the Supreme Court for giving this the okay we, as far as the decision and everything else? Did you think it was going to go a, that way?
1: I'm a little, it was a 9 nothing decision. And 9 nothing decisions are always surprising because you would think you'd find um, a couple Because the judges justices. all look like big sports fans. Yeah. You'd, you'd think you'd find a couple of justices who would just dissent and say there's something we see problems here. I mean, not a lot of decisions are nine nothing, and that's that's when that happens. That's extraordinary. But given the fact that it's a more conservative court, I would have expected uh, a tighter rein on um, name. It wasn't really a an name image and likeness name image and likeness case, but I expected a tighter reign on what are and are not benefits. But really, the issue was. When it was so narrowly presented, are you less an amateur if you get paid to do a grocery store commercial? And the Supreme Court said, no, you're not a professional just because you're getting money. Getting money doesn't make you a professional. Being a professional basketball player makes you a professional.
0: So and you it was just, have just that said simple. that at the beginning, and this could have been a, 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 you know, just a shorter se- uh, segment.
1: Yeah, but we're, here for, we're not here to just do short segments. Come on. People, need a, we need, people who take long trips depend upon us. To spend, you know, three hours talking about name, image, and likeness. Wait till this. Wait till you get the director's cut of this show. Yes, the multiple Blu-ray set of, you know, one episode.
0: All right. So we finished with this discussion here.
1: Yes, it's still Sunday.
0: Yes. I mean, are you, are you getting are... paid to wear that Captain America shirt? No. No.
1: Okay. But I am celebrating America with the stars and stripes, baby. Oh, very good. Very
0: good. Very good. Very smart. Now, I mean, does Marvel know that you're wearing their patented they logo on a T-shirt?
1: They do and now. And
0: on our program?
1: But I paid good money to wear this shirt, so Marvel has given me their okay to wear it. Okay.
0: So. And now are you a Captain it. America fan? I am a Captain America Or do you America just fan. like the, the shield? And the I like the, the
1: shield. Star. I'm also a fan.
0: Yeah.
1: I notice there's no... America on your outfit today, Mr. Cuthbert. Well,
0: uh, you know, some, uh, sometimes you know, you wear under, under underoos. With- yes. Remember the, remember I the, remember the old remember, underoos? I remember under underoos. Remember the I'm old Marvel underoos? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've got my Spider-Man. Spider-Man underoos on. Yeah. And he's holding That's an fair. American flag, standing on top of the Empire State Building here in New York. Wow. With military jets flying by. That's that
1: there's some and, busy underoos you have and, there
0: and the moon in the back with the American flag well, on the moon. And then there's fireworks. It's a pretty detailed. I was just to say, how bear. big
1: are these underoos?
0: It's a lot going on there.
1: <laughs> it sounds like you have to have a continuation. One pair and then another that's pair just, to set up this whole story. That's just the front
0: of the underoos. Wait, on the listen, back. Know, I, nobody matter.
1: wants to hear about the front of your underwear, Paul. Well,
0: but on the back is Mount Rushmore. OK, the Grand Canyon. Remember, kids,
1: oh, yellow in the front, brown in the back.
0: I got the, the, one, of the, the, uh, one of the aircraft carriers is back there, too. the, wow. the Ronald Reagan is back there, and it's uh, got some F-14s taken off. It goes on and on and on. There's a lot of this stuff in there. Sorry. Liberty is on the, on, the, on the right side of the Underoos. And it just, like I said, it's very detailed. I'll take a picture. Please, pic- I'll say, <laughs> please tweet like out a
1: picture <laughs> of your underwear for everyone. It's to not see. underwear.
0: It's Sorry, underoos. it's underoos. Hey, it's underoos. underoos.
1: Wait, remember, it's underwear that's fun to wear. That's
0: correct. Oh my god. Hey and now. with that said, it's time to go to the rinks, the diamonds, and the hardwood. Real hockey. NHL. NBA, some baseball talk here on the Sports Art Show. come on Rob, it's 4th nope. of July, you gotta clap, it's great great day my clapping, oh man, unbelievable,
1: when we got a video to be full out, getting down by it's very disappointing,
0: head. even on a 4th of July sports spectacular, surprise Sunday show here on Archos. Oh
1: considering we told everybody we're moving to sunday's i don't know how much of a surprise it is but okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right the nba finals are set the tampa bay lightning bolts are one game away tomorrow night from distinguishing the hopes of canada who are having a miserable year this is a country did montreal uh,
1: did anyone tell them that the stanley cup finals have started Yes. Anyone tell Kerry Price
0: the best Stanley Cup Finals? Leave the Habs alone. They're just lucky to be there. Come on now. And uh, there's an All-Star Game coming up here, in Major League Baseball, and there's a lot of great baseball stuff going on on the field. But unfortunately, oh. the off-the-field Off the field. antics Wait. of Wait. many people in the game—it's <laughs> just—it's uh, a sideshow that is yep. part of the main show. Of MLB. And we'll get into it here right now on the Sports Hunchos. So uh, what do you say we start on the rink,
1: Mr. Q? All right. So it looks like that Montreal, the Canadians are now playing like the 18th best team in the league they were coming into the playoffs. And their great story, and everyone, all the hockey fans I know are rooting for them now, is about to come to an end. And even if they are swept for the first Stanley Cup final sweep since... My beloved Washington Capitals were swept out in 98 by the Detroit Red Wings. Even if that's the case and they lose tonight, um, still a great season. And just what the, the country needs, just what the province needs, what the country needs. Um, it's still a great story. Take nothing away uh, from the Canadians, but they've run into a buzzsaw. So
0: I'm just you know, disappointed we'll that see. they didn't have the game on tonight because it would have been great to have another an American city knock, another Canadian city. The Canadians have not won. And I'm not talking about the Canadian hockey team, but there mm-hmm. has not been a hockey team from Canada hoist the cup since the 1993 Montreal Canadiens. So yeah. our superiority as an NHL mm-hmm. country continues, and it would have been great to do it today on the 4th of July, but the game is tomorrow night, Monday.
1: Uh, excuse me, Pena. tomorrow,
0: I, My apologies. Yeah, that's there's just okay, way too Rob, much to pack mean, in right. Your to hat's on out. a little too tight and your glasses are a little foggy. It's okay. Yeah. I get it. Well, that's get always it. the case. I get it. Look, the yeah. Habs played a very good game, too. But unfortunately, when you get past the very skilled, very experienced, somewhat disciplined Tampa Bay Lightning players, they then have to get past the greatest goaltender in the entire world. And it's uh, Mister Vasilevsky back there in the nets. That kid is just unbelievable. He's just incredible, and uh, you know this is where it's at. I mean, he ends up. I mean, that's. I mean, the Islanders played the Bolts really good, and they definitely had the benefit of the the super crowd from the Long Island fans out here uh, at the Coliseum, and that helped them out a little bit. But you know, this guy just keeps pitching shutouts. And then in a big game seven, and he was – I think that was the first time he he won a game seven or something like that. But, again, he shuts them out, and they get a shorthanded goal. So Tampa Bay has proven that they can play pretty much any style of game. They can play it tight and close, and they've got the guy in the pipes that can win them a very close game. And then they've got the guns up front. Uh, They've got all the different – the, the great recipe that you need on a Stanley Cup champion hockey team, and that's the the top guys who can put the puck in the net. You've got the second, third line, fourth line guys who can go out there and cause trouble. Uh, special teams, uh, a super defense there. Hedman, McDonough. I mean, it goes on and on. Uh, there's just some great names on this team, and that's even besides Stamkos and uh, Kucherov, who are your big guys. But Sergachev on defense for me, he's like my favorite, one of my favorite players. The guy's just play like 90 minutes of hockey every night. They never come off the ice, and they're just consistently there. They play through pain, and they deserve to be – not deserve, but it's going to happen. And I, I wonder if John Cooper and these guys would even – you know is going to come out and give it a good game tomorrow night, and they're, they're going to try very hard not to get swept. And you wonder at the same time, too, if – you know, there's no way – and you, you don't want to say no way. At least the Toronto Maple Leafs would never say no way that you know you're gonna you're up three games and you're gonna lose this series. I just. with s- the
1: 2014 uh, LA Kings.
0: <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> so here we are. I, I, it's just look, Tampa Bay's gonna win this thing. They deserve it. Yep. They're just a phenomenal team. Yes, you're correct. Great story here by the Habs. And it's just tough. It's been a long, grinding season for for all these teams. I think the playoffs in general have been great. I think it was very surprising in terms of how things turned out, especially on what you might call the Western side of things. Obviously Montreal gets in there because of the, the different layout and the divisions and stuff. But I think a lot of people you know, expected Colorado to possibly be in this final here with um, with uh, Tampa Bay. And, and even when Vegas beat them, uh, nobody gave Montreal a chance against Vegas. And here they are. And unfortunately – you know, this is what it comes down to, Robin hockey. Uh, the, the strongest survive uh, mentally and the experience here by the Bolts, too. After winning that Stanley Cup, and I think that maybe might have been one of the toughest Stanley Cups to win because they were in the bubble last year in the tournament with no fans and no, no real energy and the quarantine and the strict routines that they had to deal with and basically just it was monotonous day in, day out. Hockey break, hockey break. You couldn't leave your hotel rooms. They win the Cup, and now they have a chance now uh to win this thing again back to back and it's been a long time um i guess not too long but you know Pittsburgh only a handful of teams now have uh, done the back to back thing and this is pretty impressive for John Cooper and his Tampa Bay Lightning and i will congratulate them now because they will be Stanley <laughs> Cup champions uh before the next time we get back on air
2: well
1: i'm i'm just surprised that they laid such an egg at home Montreal 6 to 3 you said, you know, the game two, game two is fairly competitive. Game one wasn't. I mean, you got guys... I mean, listen to these names on the Canadians with Stanley Cup experience and playoff experience. Eric Stahl and Corey Perry and Carey Price and Shea Weber. This is not a team of, you know, rookies that just happen to get hot at the right time. These are players that know how to keep it together. And Perry and Stahl won Cups in their early 20s when they were young and green and rookies. So... I'm just surprised that they performed as they did. I don't expect them to lay down again tomorrow night at home. I It'd be great to see one win. Yes, the Cup, it's inevitably going to go to Tampa. But again, barring some sort of unforeseen happenstance. And Hey, we'll be right here to talk about it next Sunday if that were to happen. But they're going to lose the finals, but it would be nice to see them at least take one, win one game at home for what, nobody in the building again?
0: <laughs> ah, who cares about all that stuff? Just um, I tell this you what, season up tomorrow. Let's get the expansion draft and the uh, the uh, the NHL draft, and let's get the season started again. But for
1: Tampa, Tampa winning this, back, if they go back-to-back, back, I'll say if, just to be kind, if they go back-to-back, back, who knows what the future holds for that team, because they are woefully over the cap. They are well, up they, against, they're, they're, they're up. looking at major changes. The nicest thing, know the best that. story, outside of the Montreal run to the cup the best story for me is the tyler johnson story here's a guy who has played his entire career professionally for john cooper both for the lightning and for their ahl club and he was waived by the way they act like this guy's 40 he just turned 30 but he's been playing for so long with so many so much so many minutes and so many miles on him that it feels like he's been around forever but this guy got waived by tampa nobody picked him up Still playing for Tampa. They're like, look, you're making $5 bucks a year. we got to get rid of you. He certainly won't be on the team next year. Um, and for them to go back-to-back and win with the only coach he's ever known, that's a pretty good story. And there's still some mileage left for old Tyler Johnson, just not in Tampa. And it's nothing personal. It's strictly business. Yeah, but it would no be nice to of- see him, after being waived and having nobody pick him up, to win another Stanley Cup. We're and he good, performed man. well. You know, he's had a couple goals this series. It's not like he's been hiding out, disappearing during the playoffs. So that's a lot of good stories here. It's really – this is not a case of two teams that either you can't stand or one team that you love and a team you can't stand. And neither one of these teams winning is particularly offensive.
0: Yeah, but Tampa's not- got to win tomorrow night too because they got to get this in before uh, Elsa comes in because it's heading straight for Tampa, by the way. Uh, it's a tropical storm and it might turn into a hurricane. So they want to get the parade in and everything else. Now. They they want to win this thing, too, so uh, they want to wrap this up tomorrow night and get it to the quickly. new
1: the Tampa Bay, the new city of champions.
0: Hey, man. You know, more power to them. What are you going to do? Yep. You know, it kind of switches, you know. It, it goes from Boston, Chicago. You used to be in New York there for a little while. Rarely seen down in the uh, Maryland area, champions. But uh, if you go across to L.A., you know, some of the big cities – but rarely in Maryland you see, any in Washington D.C. once in a are while. You, are you will. are you
1: waiting for me to react to that? To your <laughs> not so subtle dig.
0: All right. So tomorrow night uh, for all you Tampa Bay Lightning fans, it's going to be a great night. Uh, the couple be there, and they're going to take it back to Tampa, and it'll be a great party. And congratulations to the Habs on another great run, uh, or a great run. Uh, this yep. year a lot of stuff enjoyed um, uh their GM Mark Bergevin in his uh red suit and his long hair and his mask, and his jumping around and all that lot of the stuff i got some buddies up in montreal um like i said it was real but uh how's Claude you know, julian doing these days do
1: you think he's uh watching the
0: Fox? i don't know i don't i'm actually surprised <laughs> he didn't get the cracking job and they hired this guy hackstall uh, i don't I mean, that's I and mean, we can't go into that we'll get into our uh preseason nhl discussions here in uh in the sixth hour on yeah. the eighth show coming up this summer after the Pete right. Rose special. Get ready, everyone. All right, so enjoy the game tomorrow. So as far as the NBA is concerned, we do have a finals. It is set. It's the Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns, two giant sports cities yes. of America. Yes. The ratings should be through the roof. Or uh, the Huge stars. <laughs> I, I can name at least, I, I, I don't know any of the guys on these teams. Well, but, um, the best,
1: the biggest star left, Giannis. He's injured. Why? Um, he's got some sort of a non ACL related uh, knee he injury. Can't do that
0: you got to get in there.
1: Um, I believe me. I think if he could, he would. Um, on the other side, you got Chris Paul and Devin Booker. So you got well, the only people some... that
0: are watching these games are the fans from both of these cities and all the bookies in, the, in Vegas. Other than that, most, is it. Most it. likely.
1: Okay. Most likely, but it's it's at least it's going to be somebody different.
0: You know, it will. It won't
1: have any of the Golden State Warriors. You won't have LeBron James. It's going to be which we uh, talked
0: about a long time ago with the playoff yes. settings in this NBA. So, I think I, Phoenix.
1: Phoenix has now taken advantage of. They beat the Clippers, who are down. who are missing Kawhi Leonard. Now they face the Bucks, who are missing Giannis. Maybe for the whole series.
0: And their fans uh, beat all the opposing fans in the stands. Yes,
1: absolutely. So almost like Phoenix. Phoenix has to win the finals. So it what would the heat be. Does to your pal? Yes, Yes. it would be be embarrassing not to, especially my head. There's no hair to sort of filter out some of the damaging rays. So, you know, who knows what kind of series this is going to be. I think Milwaukee expended all of its capital uh, beating, speaking of injured teams, a mostly Trey Youngless Atlanta Hawks team. I don't see this going more than five games unless Giannis does come back. But that's looking very iffy. So, I guess I guess they start Tuesday night finals, not sure, but, you know, we'll see. My guy's been in Phoenix in five. It's almost like Phoenix has to. And it's a nice cap for Chris Paul's career, who's been a perennial also-ran, uh, getting close but not quite getting to the mountaintop.
0: You know, it's a shame. I, I, would, I would hope that the Bucks would win this um, because I'm also pulling for the Brewers to win the World Series this year. And it would be great that Milwaukee could turn into a championship uh, city. All right. Dare um, I
1: ask why the Milwaukee love? Nothing nothing wrong with Milwaukee. Just because I love teams.
0: I love teams that, is. you know, they got, you know, there's, I just love different teams that are, you know, mixing it up a little bit, you know, oh, okay. leading the divisions. You know, I like the I like the A's. I like the the, the Brewers, you know. I mean, eh, you know, and I got something. I need something to distract me while the Yankees are just sucking.
2: Sucking. Oh, man.
1: Just will, uh, oh we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But yes,
0: the Yankees. <laughs> Help me. All right. So there you go. Uh They're only of at bucks, 500. Bucks Time to the break sun. the team up. <laughs> see, I'm talking over yes, Sorry. talking about my Yankees. But, you know, sorry. that's it. Uh, anything else on this uh, championship uh, finals here no. in the
1: NBA? No. All
0: right, I've let's move my, on. I
1: made my prediction. Suns and five. Great. Good luck, everyone. To the 10 people that are going to watch the finals, I'll see you over at my house this week.
0: Good and uh, best of luck to all the Milwaukee Buck fans that uh, end up in the stands against Phoenix Suns fans because the Phoenix Suns fans pretty tough. they have beaten the crap out of a lot of uh, started with the Nuggets fans and it's going on and on and on. Pretty tough crowd there in, yep. uh, in uh, Arizona, Phoenix. Phoenix is still in Arizona, correct?
1: Uh, still, uh, oh, they okay. haven't okay. seceded
0: yet. All right, good. Because <laughs> um, I, I think the way the Diamondbacks have been playing, I think a lot of people left Arizona too. I mean, that's a horror story there. Well, they what? got
1: their, they still have the Cardinals. Oh boy,
0: yeah. Wow. But that's that's. Could you imagine living that's in that sports fun. city with that heat?
1: And you've got the Diamondbacks, you've got the Phoenix Coyotes, Oof. you've got the Phoenix Suns, and the Arizona oh. Cardinals. It's it's you know they they, I'll be kind. It's been an up and down sports life. And they since haven't had any success
0: since uh, Jerry Maguire was the agent for that wide receiver, Cuban oh, no, they,
1: they won a little thing we like to call the World Series back in 2001, but yeah, otherwise, but it's was, been it's been
0: it's been a desert. That was before Wi-Fi.
1: Yeah, really. That's, mean, on, anything before Wi-Fi is that was, you know, the, that was the turn of the 21st century. That's a thousand years ago. And uh, I also beat. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but at least you were there.
0: All right, let's talk about some good news going on in Major League Baseball, and that's Trevor Bauer. Take it away, oh, at Mr. Cutie. Good Lord,
1: that's not really good news. Um, oh,
0: I'm sorry, I read this wrong. Oh.
1: Yes, Trevor Bauer seems to be in some trouble, um, and I don't want to make light of it because the allegations are fairly serious. Remind Normal everybody what he details. signed
0: for with the LA Dodgers. Um,
1: let me get the number here. Hold on. Um, somewhere it, in the it's,
0: forty-three million dollar area.
1: It's uh. Three years, $102 million deal Woo! with the Dodgers. So that's, you know, $33 million plus a year, whatever that comes out to. Now,
0: is this the same vetting team at the Dodgers uh, that um, former uh, Senator uh, John McCain used when picking his vice presidential candidate? Is this the same vetting team? I
1: don't know. Is there a joke in there somewhere that's going over my dome? <laughs>
0: Yeah, when you listen back later, you'll get it. Okay. Thank you.
1: Um, all right, now we've just pumped. Let's, we just hit a speed bump, everyone. Let's go <laughs> back, <laughs> shall we, to Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer is on, quote, administrative leave, placed there by Major League Baseball because there are some allegations of assault, domestic violence, and so on against Trevor Bauer. And let me remind everybody here at the Han Shows, our policy is investigated, does not mean charged. Charged does not mean tried and convicted. Um, so all we know is there are questions, there are allegations, there are issues surrounding his behavior, but nothing has been proven yet. So we're not here to say he should be thrown into baseball. But he and baseball have stepped away well, have agreed that he should step away from the Dodgers for seven days. It's an odd seven days period. I don't good know vacation. Why I think that. Um this past Tuesday, the Pasadena Police Department confirmed To The Athletic, that Bauer was under investigation for an alleged assault. The alleged victim was granted a temporary restraining order against the Dodgers' right-hander, stemming from the incident last month at Bauer's residence in Pasadena, California. A domestic violence restraining order was filed against Bauer on June 28th. So, Bauer, so a, a temporary restraining order was issued for allegations of domestic violence, and... As part of that, there were some allegations about what Bauer did to this woman uh, while she was unconscious, and that's what got the and police department. And I am department... not going to
0: listen to you read no, the details. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to read loved, the details. I'm just, I just want to no. get out, because I know no. you're the kind of guy who likes to read that stuff.
1: Look, when it comes to a principal dropping her pants and showing her secretary her thong, funny. The things that Trevor Bauer is alleged to have done, uh, there's no way to make light of it. I'm just saying it involved things that were rough— that he and the allegation, his camp would say that both he and the woman who's alleging the abuse agreed to. There were two instances of sexual contact, both of which were consensual. Um, so the restraining order was what happened during while she was conscious. The police were investigating what happened after she was unconscious. Everyone can Google up the story and read all the terrible details, but again...
0: Why are you encouraging people to Google up the... Terrible because details. I'm saying what if, if you, you want to hear
1: you? it, if you want to hear you it, you're not going to get it here. Stuff. There are plenty of sickos out there like, ooh, let me see what he's you talking about. They're not listening
0: to this show? That you're encouraging them to go search it? But if I, they're, don't, if they're waiting, I don't want those if people waiting, listening to this show.
1: If they're, I don't care if he's sicko or not. If you're listening to this show, you're listening. Don't forget to download, to subscribe, to follow us. Leave us a nice comment. <laughs> Five stars, please. <laughs> anyway, uh, if, if all these allegations are true and there is... Instances of non-consensual activity, Trevor Bauer's in a lot of trouble. But again, we don't know. We have no idea what's true, what's not, what's consensual, what isn't. Um, anyway, he's on, he's on administrative leave, and who knows what happens from here. Um, but again, the police are involved because of other allegations. And you haven't heard from Bauer because when a temporary restraining order and domestic violence uh, order is issued... It's done without the presence of the person that you're seeking the restraining order from. It's not a conviction. They issue the order. They don't hear from the person that you want protection from. And there's going to be a further hearing on July 23rd. So Bauer is saying nothing. His agent, of course, is saying the allegations are untrue, so on and so forth. But Bauer, and and smartly so, is saying nothing until he gets his hearing on July twenty third, and then more details will come out, and we'll see what happens. But for now, investigations do not mean guilt; charges do not mean guilt. You are dancing
0: However, around this too much, man. You're trying to be too. Come on, this is the sports fucking hot shows here. I mean, lighten up a little bit. The guy's a, a bit of a weirdo here. Well, I know, yes, I know, he... I know. It's until proven guilty, but I mean, just the fact that this guy is, you know, I mean. We can all he's say, into some
1: pretty sick shit. Okay? Yeah, all right. It's, it's, so
0: there's, exactly. into That's some, some sick Thank shit. you very much, Mr. CUNY. Okay. I got it out of you. Yeah, but I'm You're dancing I'm just, around it like you got to be politically correct here or whatever. You know, and, I just
1: don't want people saying this guy should be thrown out of the game and suspended guy for makes a season. $100
0: million for throwing baseballs at people. Right. Come on. He's,
1: he's, he's into some sick shit, none of which is illegal. So we'll what? see what happens. You know? Yeah. I, it's, Who? it's it's an odd circumstance, and by the way, if it was Trevor, ba- Trevor Bauer is so unlikable even before this, so it's easy to say. All right, well, I hope they throw him out of the game. Uh, I, but if what if those allegations are true, he's in deep doo doo. Okay. As it stands right now, again, he's into some sick shit.
0: Hanging around with the former Mets coaches a little too long, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So,
1: hey, Mets fans, who are all upset about Trevor Bauer not Ooh. coming. In- How's that working out for you now? I'm sure you couldn't be happier. If you, had, in fact, if you ask Mets fans, what would be a bigger disaster? Lindor, as he was, you know, the way well, the so
0: Lindor. The amazing Mets fans. That question.
1: Would you rather have Bauer or Lindor right now? Which one would you rather have? So.
0: Woo hoo! Get into some Mets talk. Since we're playing, hey, the weren't the Mets music? weren't the Mets interested in getting Mr. Trevor Bauer?
1: That's what I'm saying.
0: Isn't, isn't that kind of wild?
1: That's why I said you, who, I
0: can't think of anybody
1: happier than Mets fans about this whole situation, and that's why I say, who would you rather have right now? Would you rather have gotten the door and passed on Bauer or gotten Bauer and passed on the door? It's,
0: a, it's an amazing conundrum. It is.
1: Thank you. Hold on. There you go. I'll give you one of
0: those for your amazing conundrum. Um, as long as we're
1: talking about the Mets. Oh, we're talking we're, about the amazing man. Go ahead. On Take field. it away, buddy. Uh, the Mets... And fired two high-ranking employees after a workplace review. So all of this stems from something we've discussed many times: the Mickey Callaway uh, sexual all- allegations of inappropriate contact and sexual misconduct while he was a Met employee. Uh, since then, uh, he has been he was fired by the team. Well, he was fired by the team because he was a terrible manager. Uh, but he was suspended by MLB through 2022 for allegations of inappropriate behavior towards several women who work in uh, sports media, including with the Mets, and after a review by Major League Baseball of how the Mets do business, it was determined that Executive Vice President and Chief Legal Officer David Cohen, not related to only Steve Cohen, and Senior Vice President for Human Resources and Diversity Holly Linval, were both terminated. Ugh. As a result of this investigation into how the Mets were doing business, um... Look, the the, the but whole the kind of business they, had, they, they was supposed they had, to be doing. Right. They had Jared Porter was fired 40 days after being hired as GM. Uh, minor League hitting coach Ryan Ellis was also fired all of these incidents stem from inappropriate contact and conduct with female employees and female members of the media. So the Mets had some splaining to do and you know, they chopped off the heads of one one person's been with the team since 95 that would be David Cohen and Holly, Holly Lindvall has been there for over a decade. So hopefully, this is the last the Mets have to deal with this, and hopefully <laughs> they change
0: the culture. of This what's is going the last. Their... Didn't this start like years ago with that guy Phillips, right? What was his name? The GM uh, they had. I mean, yeah, come on. That,
1: that there's a great story. That, that could be one. Is of the it really school a great Phillips story? When I say great, I mean interesting. A story that still interests, even if it's,
0: it's an amazing story. Say what you Rob! will
1: about Steve Phillips, but at least it's an interesting story. Hopefully it doesn't get any worse than that. All right. Speaking of interesting with the Mets, you know what Thursday was? What July 1st was? Besides the start of July?
0: I know what it was.
1: July 1st is everybody's, every Met fan's favorite day of the year. It's Bobby Bonilla Day. woo Go- So for those not familiar with the Bobby Bonilla Day story, Bonilla was released by the Mets in January of 2000 after hitting a solid... 160 with four home runs and 18 RBI. That's 160 with how many? Yes. Four home runs and 18 four RBI the previous runs. season. He was limited to 119 games, 119 at-bats with a knee injury in, in 1999. So in 2000, January 2000, the Mets said, see you later. He had two I seasons most left. Most of his, their
0: fan base too.
1: <laughs> he had two seasons left in his contract at $5.9 million. And the Mets agreed to defer his salary at 8% interest. And make 25 equal payments of $1.19 million from July 1st, uh, each July 1st from 2011 to 2035, which comes to $29,831,205. So instead of giving him one year, two years of $12 million, uh, they will end up paying him almost $30 million dollars. So every year on July 1st he gets another check for 1.2 million dollars rounded
0: up. Yeah, you know who you know who you go out to, to lunch with every day every day that day every year?
1: He goes out with Steve Cohen.
0: No, Rick DiPietro Pietro from the New York Islanders oh, okay. cuz it's also
1: Oh, cuz he gets the same there. sort of contract. Yes. Well, he Bobby Bonilla is close with Mets owner Steve Cohen. They're I don't know if they're friends but they're certainly well, close they stay in contact. I mean he gets can't a million get rid bucks of Bernier, he's probably
0: always walking around the office yeah. going, "Hey, you got my uh, you know what's coming up, right? You know uh, million bucks Make sure he gets his first. check every year."
1: So now what's become a joke and a bone of contention with some Mets fans, Steve Cohen is embracing it. Steve Cohen would like to do a promotion every July 1st for Bobby Bonilla Day in which uh every year a That's fan
0: typical Mets
1: yeah, a fan gets to hand him an oversized check, like one of those lottery checks, it's giant checks, and drive around the stadium with Bobby Bonilla in one of, the, I guess, in the, the bullpen cars. It's they disgusting. couldn't make that work this year. For- you
0: can't. You know what? There are people starving in this country. There are people starving and homeless in this city, in Queens, around Flushing. You can't be mocking this shit. You better so you not, not do a that. fan
1: you're not a fan of Bobby Bonilla Day handing him an oversized no, that's check? that's bullshit. And making fun of your own team for no, such a disaster. No, you know what? It's a, it was a decision.
0: terrible business decision. That's leave it where it is. And it should be scorned upon every year. And, yes, the Mets should be made a mockery of it. And so should any other stupid sports franchises that pays these lame-ass ducks this kind of money? And if they roll wow. him out and make a spectacle of it... Then, you know what? They should donate that goddamn money. Tell them to equally donate that money to food banks here on Long Island. That's bullshit. That shit so how fires you- me so- up.
1: I'm a little confused. How do you feel about Bobby Bonilla Day? How do you feel about this promotion? I got no
0: problem with Bobby Bonilla getting that money, right? His his agent, you know, they get the money. The players are doing, You know, we talk about Trevor Bauer here. He's in a bunch of shit or whatever like that. Those guys, you know, the Dodgers gave him the money. That's it. You don't. And the whole thing with the, you know, McCain that I was saying before. You don't vet these players. You don't look into this. I mean, the NHL just hired some stupid kid. You know, to, to connect with like the younger people and they and they they found all these videos of this guy just saying awful stuff online. Screw these guys. You know, and like I said, it's a bad sports decision. But if they're gonna make a Bobby Bonilla day, he better equal the, the uh the, the donation amount, he better donate it to people who need money because that's a that's terrible, man.
1: Are you I saying mean. Bonilla should or Cohen should? No,
0: no, Cohen should. If he's gonna make okay. a a spectacle and a joke and the ha 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 about this, then give give an equal amount Equal the donation or something. Equal Bobby's, you know, contract. They're going to do that and, and donate it back into the community or something like that.
1: I think, just to add on to that, perhaps if they do this the way you suggest, the winner of Bobby Bonilla Day, the fan that gets to present the
0: check, gets to pick the charity that the million dollars goes to. Some no, local no, New York no, charity. No, 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 no. It's got to be picked by the organization and it's got to go into the right people and it's got to be something. But you could do that every year. It's going to be, I don't know, forget about it. Just make it, no, let them own it. They want to make a spectacle, make, make Cohen pick a good, decent thing and sign a long-term thing, and that's how they're going to do it. Money, you see, that, you know, that's where sports gets a little stupid and a little crazy because, especially today, the money's insane. And all of us average Joe guys, it's very expensive to go to these games.
2: It and sure I think is.
0: sometimes when you turn around and you, and you make light of the money that this guy's not even – he have not played for years And he's getting this kind of money and people are just working their asses off just trying to, you know, pay bills, stay in their homes and all that other crap because he's a goddamn baseball player. You know, it swings back around to the whole college thing we were talking about earlier, too, with money and stuff. It's just it's it's insane. You know, if you're you you go earn your shit, that's fine. That's one thing or whatever. But like I said, making a joke of this, this is bad business practices. Uh, because money in sports, it just makes it laughable. Like it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't matter anymore. And I just think, in, in light of the fact that you know, it's like the old. It's just gluttony. It's just awful. It's disgusting. You know, wow. just, I
1: didn't know they it was can't even. Lie you know, so our our people
0: in the government can't even pass an infrastructure deal. You see what happens down in Florida? This buildings falling down, bridges collapsing. You know, it's just it's there's so much chaos in this goddamn country. As great as it is. And, you know, you got the owner of the Mets now joking around about having Bobby Benia Day because he he gets a million bucks every year for doing fucking nothing. And then Mets fans who probably have to go to that game and, and, you know, some of them are going to get the shit beat out of them because some drunk guy next to him is going to, you know, beat them up for the hell of it. I mean, there's a lot of people, (laughs) you know, going to risk their lives to go to Bobby Benia Day.
1: This took such a... Serious and dark. Yeah, because it's Sorry, bullshit. Sorry,
0: everybody. It's bullshit.
1: Now I have to screw ask. the Mets. I have to ask. Horrible you, is organization. This, is this from the perspective of a you know a a red blooded salt of the earth American? All right, you know, a you know what? Full disclosure. You know a
0: full disclosure right now. You know what? I was I was born here on the island. Uh, no, I was born in Jamaica Queens. Obviously, my dad was a Met fan, so I grew up basically a Met fan. I grew up with the early Met fans, right? i Met fans. The early Mets, right? The '80s Mets. Uh, Joel Youngblood, Ed. Ed uh, um, Crane Poole, Dave Kingman, Tom Seaver, all those guys as a kid when I grew up uh, into the early 80s, and obviously they won the World Series and so on and so forth. When I, when I turned on the Mets, and I actually, the Mets actually got me, I, I hated baseball, was when Bobby Bonilla came in here and um, Saber Hagen and uh, who was the and guy? Vince then? Coleman? Who, yeah, who was the manager at the time, too? What was his name? Something with a T. I can't remember his name. Um, wasn't gotta, Dallas Green. It was some other guy. Gotta call Pat. <laughs> yeah. Pat, Pat, if you're listening, you know what I'm talking about. But it was disgusting. Texas now. <laughs> yeah. Benia and all these guys, this whole crew, They it was a joke. Uh, and, and they just, it was laughable and they turned me off and I couldn't, I couldn't stomach the team anymore. So I actually got out of baseball. And I'll tell you why and how I became a Yankees fan. I moved out to Colorado in, in 95. And then, um, you know, I'd always liked Mattingly and the, and the Yankees back then, and um, Buck Schulte became manager and a lot of other stuff. So, anyway, I was like, and I'm watching from a distance. I couldn't give a shit about the Mets anymore because they just fucking, they're just awful. And this swings back around to this Bobby Bunyan thing. So, I'm out in Colorado, I'm homesick, and, and the Yankees hire Joe Torre, who was one of my favorite Mets guys as a kid. I loved him. I loved him as a player, and I loved him when he managed the team, too. So, when he got hired by the Yankees, I just fell in love with Joe Torre and taking over that team. And the rest, obviously, yeah, it syncs up because it was a magical run. But I loved the way the Yankees had grown their organization. Uh, Torrey ran a uh, a classy sh- uh, ship there and stuff. And, obviously, they go on and they have all the success. And that was my thing. I I, I kind of you know, just dove back into being a baseball fan and, and with the love and the joy of the Yankees. And I've been a diehard Yankee fan ever since. And, yes, yeah, so as a young kid, this Bobby Bonilla stuff – I wasn't young. 90, I was 19 and 99 or whatever. But this, this brings back a lot of angry memories for me. And I just think the Mets are a shithouse freaking organization. It's why they haven't won a goddamn thing since 86. And, yeah, a trip to the World Series here and there. But look at all the crap. I mean, they can't even hire good people in their front offices. that are all um, creeps.
1: You're think- By the way, so it was uh, Jeff Torborg that you're thinking of. Thank
0: you. See, then Dallas right Green, the then tea.
1: Bobby Valentine.
0: Mentally, I tried to block him out of my head. I couldn't even remember his name, but I knew it was a T. Horror nope. show. How anybody roots for this team, this franchise is beyond me. And I have a lot of friends and family who do. I'm not apologizing. All right. Done. Nice Nor should you. All right. We need to say goodbye. We've gone on too long in this show already. Okay. Have a nice life, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Where were we? We were talking about. Um,
1: uh, we were talking about Bobby a Day, and then all of a sudden, the train jumped the tracks.
0: <laughs> what's that? What's that? <laughs> it's like the Winter Soldier, right? The, the six or seven things that they have to say turns him into a yes ma- maniacal uh, killer. And
1: they're they're all they're all just random. <laughs> those, are my words. Fi-
0: those are my five words. There, Jeff Torborg, yes. Bobby Bonilla, Dallas, Green. Dallas Green, um Brett Saber-Hagen. Brett Saberhagen, Vince Coleman. Yeah, and I I get all as you now know. What about oh. Frankie V?
1: Didn't he come back to New York? Those are the good old days, right?
0: <laughs> All right.
1: So where do you want to go then, Mr. Oh, Conductor?
0: Fuck the Mets.
1: <laughs> I guess you won't be rooting for Pete Alonzo in the Home Run Derby.
0: No, I'll be... R- r- Shahani, Shahani, Shahani. Oh, man. No. All right, so there's some goop. Still going on in MLB. You want to talk about that? I know because this has been going on for a couple weeks now.
1: Yeah, it's just um, sticky stuff, man. The sticky stuff. Um, You know, the MLB finally said. Well, first of all, the first person got busted under the the new regime. That would be uh, Seattle Mariners Hector Santiago. He's you know he's a pretty good player, but he's not one of the big fish to bring the train back around to the tuna conversation from earlier that Major League Baseball is looking for. So the penalty now, if you're using a foreign substance to increase the spin rate on baseballs, uh, 10 games. Suspended for 10 games will be the punishment. And we've already seen some games that have been delayed because of managers checking. And the question now comes up, how many times should the manager be allowed to check? When can they check? How do we police this stuff? The usual questions about enforcing a rule, which again... It's been around since the dawn of time. It's been at least a century since this record, this rules been put on the books about using foreign substances to alter the trajectory of a baseball. You can't do it. Everybody knows it. So, and we'll get to more of this when we get to the dope of the week. This idea that baseball sprung this on people mid-season is farcical. Um, and as I've said when we talked about this in our last show, this is now an issue because nobody wants to put the ball into play anymore. Hitters now either want to walk or a home run, and they settle for a strikeout. It's the old th- true, three true outcomes approach to baseball. So because people are swinging for the fences and going for the launch angle and exit velocity and so on, of course there's going to be more strikeouts, and of course there's going to be fewer hits. Baseball is in a pinch because of an historically low batting average across the entirety of the major leagues. And so they're rushing to do things like banning substances and toying with the notion of moving the mound back a foot in an effort to make hitters less likely to swing for the fences. So it's foolish. Now, this idea of enforcing the rules, this penalty is a joke. A 10-day suspension, not a 10-game suspension, you know, not a 10-start suspension, I should say, but a 10-game suspension. That's one or two starts at best. If they really want to cut down on people, you know, throwing a baseball with sticky stuff on it, how about the first offense, you're out for three starts. Not three games, three starts. And I'm just throwing this out there. Second offense, five starts, third offense, an 81-game suspension. Uh, Fourth offense, a season-long suspension. And if you do this five times, a firing squad. Because you're so stupid. After the first four instances, they just keep doing it. That's a real penalty. Maybe not the firing squad part. But actually missing significant time because of it is a true penalty. And as for the checking, all this talk about slowing the game down, how are you going to police it, and how are you going to check it, it's simple. No more umpire or manager choice. No more discretion. No more you are picking on me because you don't like me, a.k.a. like the Trevor Bauer rule or the Garrett Cole rule. Here's how you do it. Every pitcher is checked before they take the mound, period. It's hard to really cheat on the mound. You do it in the dugout, in the bullpen, in the locker room, what have you. So uh, every pitcher is checked before they take the mound, period. Uh, it's hard to cheat while you're on the mound, as I said, in terms of getting stuff to put, your, put on your hand and balls. So when a pitcher comes out of the dugout or in from the bullpen, sorry, that was a cheap shot, uh, the umpire checks, period, done. Not like Leslie Nielsen in The Naked Gun. Patting down every batter, you know, looking for Enrico Palazzo. But that's it. Just as the, you come out of the bullpen, you come out of the dugout, you're checked. Simple. That's it. No discretion. No nothing. Everybody's checked, fair and square. No need to worry about gamesmanship, like we saw with Joe Girardi uh, against on with Max Scherzer a couple weeks ago. No need for that. All of that stuff goes out the window. You want to have a rule, you need enforcement, you need a way to check. And one last thing, is it working? That's really the question people want to know, is it working? Spin rates are down, yes. There's been already some analysis on this, but and some of the hitting has improved a little bit. But is it correlation or is it causation? We know as baseball fans, when the weather gets warmer it becomes a batting show and not a pitching show. Early in the season, it's all about the pitchers. When July and August come and the weather starts to get hot and sticky and humid and so on, batters tend to be the dominant force in the game. So all this hand-wringing and teeth-gnashing about improving spin rates, the foreign substances, is, the question should be, is it working? Not should we have it, not how to enforce it. Is it doing anything? Is it really changing the game for the better? Who knows? Who knows? So, this all this whole exercise seems kind of silly to me, especially with the way they're enforcing it. Yeah. So there you go.
0: Thank you. Sermon over. Very good. And just a uh, a show note here too, uh, as our early discussion, uh, Tolberg uh, took over the Mets in '92, posted a 70 and 92 record, and then after starting the 1993 season with a 13 and 25 record. Ouch, fired. is that good?
1: Is 1325 good? I'm not, they I'm fired really fuzzy.
0: and replaced him <laughs> with Dallas Green. So I think we had said something like 1999. It wasn't 1999 because that wouldn't work out with my 95, 96 timeline of transitioning, uh, becoming a Joe Torre and a Yankees fan for the rest of my life, okay? Because it was right there in 1992 where the carnage began with the New York Mets. <sighs> We're exhausted now. For I should say,
1: Paul's emotionally exhausted from all of this. I am.
0: And um, so that's that. But as far as the uh, Major League Baseball and the goop and the sticky stuff and everything else, look, I mean, I think uh, when it's all said and done, everybody's to blame. Players, management, coaches, Mets staff, Mets Human Resources staff, they're all responsible. It's, for it's, you
1: know what? It's all Mickey Calloway's fault. Should we just blame and Jared Porter.
0: Basically, yes. But, you know, this is Major League Baseball. There's still, as far as I'm concerned, quite a lot of very entertaining, talented baseball that's going on this season. Uh, a lot of Absolutely. great players are playing uh, this All-Star game. uh should be great. Tune in. You know, the right guys are playing in this game. The home run derby is going to be a lot of fun. Tune in, check in, and check out Major League Baseball. And we're all Thank crossing you. our fingers that they get through all this off-the-field nonsense. It'll it'll work itself out one way or the other. They obviously are working through this because their game's being played every day, innings, at-bats, pitches thrown, all that other stuff. And just hopefully it it spends less and less time in the headlines and we continue uh, to get more headlines of the great young stars that are actually playing in this game, and hopefully we get through the CBA next year and, uh, you know, just yeah. well, somehow let's, find a way. let
1: Let's whistle past the graveyard on the CBA and just enjoy the season now because when the season ends in October, who knows when it's going to begin again. What I want to see on Tuesday, on the 13th, whatever day that is, a couple weeks from now, um, I want to see Otani bat and pitch
0: in the All-Star game. He's going to do it. They're going to do it. That they would have, be awesome. They have to make it happen. He's yeah, just That amazing. would be great. He's amazing. He is. He's great. So. All right, and if you want to find out, uh, go to the uh, MLB All Stars, and you'll find out all the starters and everything else. Yeah, Just and play. I
1: don't—I I, got to tell you, I don't get into the whole who was snubbed and who wasn't, especially when it's a fan vote. Even with the complicated procedures they started following with the different phases of voting, people that deserve to be there will get in when the the clubs and the players vote. When the fans vote, you know, you get people that the fans want to see and that's their prerogative. So I don't get all caught up in who starts and who's You
0: don't don't you don't and, get you don't overreact like me when people bring up Bobby Bonilla.
1: Right. I'm not going to talk about America coming to an end. Yes.
0: Well, I I never said because,
1: because 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 Cedric Mullins is not a starter. I know it's I brought okay.
0: infrastructure in my yes. rant, but I won't I won't
1: you know stand on the table and complain that the guy who's leading the American League, if not the Major League in hits and Cedric Mullins isn't an all-star starter. He will be an all-star. Exactly. So,
0: there you have it. They'll be at good the night. ballpark. They'll be in the game. Yes, good night, everybody. The starting <laughs> thing is, you know, top of the inning, bottom of the inning, and it's, you know, then all the changes are made. All right, so uh, we have to move on now for um, a very brief discussion on the National Mediocrity League. Rob has a couple of things he wants to talk about here real quick as we head towards the end of this 4th of July Sports Spectacular Surprise Sunday here on the Sports Archers. All right, so here here
1: two quick updates. Deshaun Watson, no updates. He's still victim the victim of a lawsuit. Not the victim. The subject of the lawsuit, 22 of them to be in fact. In fact, and Aaron Rodgers still, as of, you know, 12.08 Sunday, July 4th, is still a Green Bay Packer. Stay tuned for more updates as warranted. Fantastic. The big news... The big news of this week, of course, is the final resolution of the Beth Wilkinson report about the wolfed skins. That's why I'm wearing my Washington Football Team hat. Today, there's for those who have been asleep the last year since last summer, the Washington Football Team, the Wolfskins, the Redskins, have been under investigation for a toxic work environment involving all kinds of misogynistic
0: behavior. with former Mets employees.
1: Probably that would be. If, if Jared Porter and Mickey Calloway are looking for another professional sports organization to go to, uh, I believe the Wolfskins are always hiring. But uh, the NFL got an independent investigator named Beth Wilkinson to investigate the environment and the allegations against Snyder and club executives. There's been many, many changes, and now the Wilkinson Report has come out. And the team will be fined $10 million for all the things, all the allegations that are too numerous to mention. Snyder
0: carries that around in his back pocket.
1: Yeah, $10 million to a team worth $4 billion is a nothing burger. And he will be stepping away, quote, for a few months to concentrate on other things while his wife, Tanya, takes over day-to-day operations of the team, including going to league meetings. She'll be the face of the Wolfskins and uh, owner's meetings and anytime there's a need for an owner to step out in public about the Washington team. So look, there's a lot to unpack here, but a few days, a couple days before this report came out, Snyder named his wife, Tanya's co CEO. So to me, it sounds like he knew what was happening with that report before it was released to the public. And I feel like there's a lot of horse train that went on with this whole investigation. The NFL didn't want to to get rid of one of its own, without some real smoking gun to tie Snyder to inappropriate and illegal behavior. But they didn't want Snyder to be the face of the franchise for a while, so they said, here's a deal for you. We'll let you buy out your minority partners, keep the team in the family, and in exchange, you'll step aside, let your wife come in, who's still a Snyder, she's still in the house, still in the family, let your wife come in and run day-to-day operations, and be the face of the franchise for an unspecified period of time. To me, Snyder is going to subtly disappear into the bushes like Homer Simpson and Tanya will eventually become the can person. Can he handle who
0: that? Can his can his ego handle it?
1: No, absolutely not. But I don't think his ego or his wallet can handle being forced to sell the franchise. So it's like, look, you can keep the franchise. You're still the owner on paper, but we want somebody else like your wife Uh, which, you know, for all kinds of political and social reasons, we want your wife to run day-to-day operations. She's already been very involved with the charitable foundation and the philanthropic side of the team. She's got a good head on her shoulders, except for her decision to marry you. So she's going to run the team. And this report, by the way, after all the hand-wringing and teeth-gnashing about this report, it's an oral report. It wasn't even written. She just talked to the NFL, to Roger Goodell and his committee, And said, here's what I found. She made a bunch of recommendations about changing the culture and a report on improving the culture there and being less toxic and less unfriendly uh, to women and so on. So, again, I think that's part of the whole deal. Because if there was something that tied him directly that was, again, the smoking gun, there would have been something that could have been printed and republished and repurposed. And if if there was nothing there that he was completely innocent and all of this was allegations and he had no hand in it and so on. You'd think that would be something they'd want to publish also. So my feeling is what she found was somewhere in the middle, not enough to get rid of him, but certainly he had his hand in the cookie jar as it were. So the $10 million fine, he steps away for a while. Eventually he's going to be out of the picture entirely, but he gets to, keep himself as an owner. The NFL avoids the uncomfortable precedent of getting rid of one of its owners because if he goes, there'll be a lot more chatter to get other owners to go for the similar kind of behavior. So, and the biggest loser, of course, are us Wolfskin fans who have been looking for a way for Dan Snyder to get out of the football business for years. And not because he's a misogynist jerk, but because he's run the team into the ground. And that to me, is enough reason to get rid of him, but the NFL would not agree. You know what? All of this means precisely bupkis, precisely Squadouche. just win. You know what? Just win games. I don't care who owns the team. I don't care who's running the team. I do care that it's a toxic workplace. I don't want that to happen. But all these changes off the field, I just want them to win. Just keep on winning. I don't care who owns the team, as
0: long as you're winning. Well, that's every fan in every city, Rob.
1: Yeah, so you know, good for the NFL for good for the NFL for making some sort of a, you yeah. thinly veiled attempt at discipline. I guess I don't know. Good luck what? to all of us.
0: <laughs> you want
1: me to mention the infrastructure bill too? And uh,
0: you know, get, no, no, um, no, no. I'm 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 impressed with how uh, calm you are here right now. So, uh, oh,
1: I, I've already look. I, I've I've gone through the five stages of grief. I'm in the resignation and acceptance stage.
0: Alright. Well good luck with that. So good luck with the
1: I have high hopes for them on the field this year.
0: Right. And well, at least of...
1: the bad taste in my mouth.
0: Speaking of the other football field. It's time to talk really quickly about Euro twenty twenty round.
1: Ah good. This is where I go out for a smoke.
0: This is the other football. So, look, real quick, Italy uh, and Spain are going to play each other on Tuesday at 3 p.m. This is the semifinals, and England is going to play Denmark uh, on Wednesday at 3 p.m., and the winners of those two games uh, are going to play each other in the Euro 2020 final. Uh, Denmark, uh, Czech Republic, and beat them 2-1 uh, the other day, and England beat the Ukrainians uh, 4-0. We talked about nil earlier in the show, and I get to use it again. Um, and obviously, uh, Italy, Belgium, and Spain uh, won in uh, penalty kicks there against Switzerland, uh, 3 to 1. So there you go. There's your semifinal. Italy versus Spain, England and Denmark. Beer sales are up in Europe. It's going great over there. Uh, very excited for them. And uh, you'll get a champion here uh, in the next week or two. Uh, the final will be on um, Sunday, July 11th. So we'll have a huge Euro 2020 championship. Can't wait. Pre-game special here on the Honchos, and Rob is going to prepare that for us. He'll break it down, player to player, manager to manager, and uh, country to country, bringing some facts about the two finalists uh, from Europe who are going to be in that Euro 2020 championship on July 11th. So tune in for that here on the Sports Honchos.
1: Can't wait. I think I'm going to be sick that day. What? Maybe.
2: Don't
0: say that. It's not <laughs> Sorry. Did I say that that? About- is my on? the sports honcho soccer fans who tune in for our seconds of soccer segment whenever oh. we feel like it
1: <laughs> stay tuned for my full yeah next week my full rundown on Euro 2020 everyone
0: alright and with that said it's time Dope oh! ah! of the Week Dope of the Week that's awesome dude
1: Yes, that's right. Even after two weeks off. And yes, I gave the Gags Gang a vacation of, you know, a couple hours to get lunch and some cigarettes. Uh, the Gags Gang and I spend countless hours each week, even in the off weeks, in the basement of the Ghost Sports Media Complex to come up with each week's winner. And you can, for absolutely no reward, save for our undying respect and gratitude, help pilot the show by nominating your own Dope of the Week, Use the hashtag DOTW on Twitter. That's at Cuthbert Live, at Bitter and Rage, at Sports Honchos, and at GoSportsMedia. Co. And who will be carrying the mythical Sports Honchos Dope of the Week Cup around the ice rink of shame this week? Tyler Glass, now starting pitcher for your Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Yes, I still call them and enjoy calling them the Devil Rays. Glassnow is the ace of the Tampa staff this season with a 5-2 record and 14 starts with a 2.66 ERA and 123 strikeouts in in 88 innings pitched. Glassnow is also on the 10-day disabled list with a UCL tear and a flexor strain. I have no idea what that means, but it sounds like it's more than a boo-boo. As we have talked about here on this podcast, MLB is in the midst of a crackdown on the use of quote, sticky substances in baseballs by pitchers in an attempt to increase their spin rates, which allegedly is the reason for the historically poor batting performances across the major leagues this season. Specifically, MLB is on the hunt for spider tack and other similar formulas. The MLB witch hunt, I mean investigation, was announced on June the 3rd, and according to Glasnow, during his first start after the announcement, June 8th against the Nats, he went, quote, cold turkey and decided against using his usual mix of the rosin bag and sunscreen to grip the baseball. So yes, Glasnow decided to go dry on the 8th. Ouch. Two observations here. One, rosin and sunscreen are not on the MLB Most Wanted Substances list, so there was no reason for Glasnow to forego his grip cocktail. Two, Glasnow had arguably his second best start of the season against the Nats, which supposedly would silence the doubters about his performance. For Glasnow, the trouble started the day after the start against the Nets. Quote, I woke up the next day, this is an article from The Athletic, I woke up the next day and I was like, I'm sore in places I didn't even know I had muscles in, Glasnow said. I felt completely different. I switched my fastball grip and my curveball grip. I've thrown it the same way for however many years I've played baseball. So on June 14th, Glasnow left his start against the White Sox early after four mediocre innings. Glasnow was pulled for tightness in his elbow, and an MRI after the game revealed the UCL injury. And to what did Glasnow attribute his elbow injury? That is right, friendos. He blamed it on MLB's insistence on stopping the use of foreign substances on baseballs. Yep. Glasnow got hurt because, according to him, he could not cheat. Let that roll around in your heads just for a moment. My people have a great word, chutzpah, with all the ch that you can muster. It means you have some nerve. It means you are very bold and brash. You are shameless in your assertions, whether good or bad. An example is somebody burning down their own store and then asking for the insurance money. In this case, Glasnow may have retired the term. Blaming an injury on the stress of following the rules of your sport? That's is next level chutzpah. Glasnow blasted MLB for not making this decision to crack down on foreign substances in the offseason so pitchers could adjust. First of all, this rule has been in place for over a century. How much time is really needed to follow one of baseball's most well known rules? And what is next? Batters complaining they do not have time to adjust to the rule about not corking their bats? Second, what adjustment, quote unquote, is needed? Not cheating? Come on, man. Here's more of what Glasnow had to say in his post-game press conference after that June 14th start against the Sox.
2: And I'm not trying to blame anyone. I'm not trying to say, like, oh, this is all MLB's fault. Like, they got thrown into this situation, too. They're doing the best they possibly can to navigate around this. They're trying to make this fair for people. I understand that. But you can't – whether you want us to not use sticky stuff or not is, is, is fine, Fine. Do it in the offseason. Give us a chance to adjust to it. But I just threw 80-something, 70-whatever innings, and then you just told me I can't use anything in the middle of the year. I had to change everything I've been doing the entire season. Everything out of the window. I have to start doing something completely new. And then I'm telling you, I truly believe that's why I got hurt. Me throwing 100 and being 6'7 is why I got hurt, but that contributed. And so I'm, I'm just frustrated that like they don't understand how hard it is to pitch one, but to tell us to do something completely different in the middle of a season is insane. I just don't, it's, it's ridiculous. There has to be some give and take here. You can't just take away everything and not add something. Pitchers need to be able to have some sort of control or some sort of grip on the ball. And I, I just don't want things like this to happen to somebody else. I don't want a fastball to sail away and hit somebody in the face like it already has. So I just think like, I understand you need to take an aggressive approach here, but like, I just think people are going about it all wrong. And I'm sitting here, my lifelong dream. I want to go out and win a Cy Young. I want to be an all-star and then now it's all just shit on because I like now it's over and I can't, I, and now I have to try and rehab to come back in the playoffs. So I'm clearly frustrated. It's just, I think there needs to be a lot more, people need to, to figure this out. You can't just tell us
1: Wow, no that that is a lot of whining by Mr. Tyler Glasnow. And I like okay, how so Glasnow, on. I like how Glasnow says he has to start doing something completely new. Like what? Following the rules? Is this a brand new concept for Glasnow? I am Ron Burgundy. Also, did you happen to notice what bothered Glasnow the most about this injury? His dreams of being an all-star or winning a Cy Young have been, quote, shit on. You don't get bleeped out here on the honchos. Nothing about letting his team down or making it back to the World Series to avenge their loss last year to the Dodgers. Nice job being a team player there, Tyler. So, Tyler Glasnow for making a Travis Shem mockery of the rules of baseball. For proving once again that cheaters never quit or something like that. And for using your elbow to give baseball the finger. You are the Sports Honchos Dope of the Week. Congrats, Tyler. Your certificate is in the mail.
0: Way to go, Tyler. But uh, I'm in the balcony here, and I'm kind of cheering for you.
1: Go ahead. Why are you, why are you cheering for old tea glass now? For tea glass.
0: I'm with you on, on, on the whining stuff on this, but I, 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 I do agree with the fact of having to change in the middle of the season here. I know the cheating is a big word here, but all, a lot of the guys, if not most, all the pitchers use some sort of substance and and everything else. But I I I think I I agree with the players in terms of the timing of the league making these changes or putting these no. things on the pitchers. That well, let,
1: let me let me put an asterisk on the dotw. I also think that doing it midstream is. It, obviously, this has been a problem for years, according to them. Do at the end of the season. Say, after this season, we're going to start cracking down. Or do it before. Don't do it midstream. But the idea that you would blame an injury on the fact that now you have to follow the rules, that's classic DOTW material right there. I injured my arm because you made me not cheat.
0: But is I mean, that, that wrong? That, is it wrong? T- is because it wrong? up until that point, it wasn't cheating. It's Well, it's just... See, there's it's a lot of colorful. gray lines
1: here. Well, you're not supposed to do gray lines with the dope of the week. It's just I, supposed to be. I know strict. I'm breaking tradition Don't here. Don't let but. facts get in the way of a quality dope of the week segment. You're but done.
0: The, uh, <laughs> you're done. You're done, Paul. And
1: I also Good night, agree, everybody.
0: I also agree that the trickle down effect on this affects the younger guys too in the minor leagues. And colleges and high school because if they want to be in the crib, they what listen, are they supposed to listen, do? Listen,
1: here? you're very angry today. You need to go lay down. <laughs> I'm not angry. After the show, please go lay down for a few minutes. <laughs> do you have a dog? Do you have a dog, Paul? I
0: do. I do.
1: Let the dog lick your face. <laughs> Take a deep breath. Have a cold beverage and a hot dog. Watch Joey Chestnut go for his 14th <laughs> hot Ch- dog <laughs> hot dog eating contest victory. <laughs> And then we'll do another show next week when you're a lot less angry. What
2: are you talking about?
1: I'm sorry, everyone. Happy Fourth of July to you and yours.
2: Oh
0: man, <laughs> now you're going Bobby Bonilla on me.
1: I wish I was getting a million dollars a year every July first.
0: Hey, you know you keep you keep doing the the DOTWs the way you do and everything else. You'll get there, buddy. Wow, that's such a nice thing to
1: say. Thank you.
0: <laughs> you're so you're so kind. I can't wait. For the company to cut that check for you, buddy.
1: I'm still waiting.
0: It's coming yeah. down the road, man. It really it's is.
1: Confederate money. Just to bring it all back full Confederate circle. Confederate money oh, Confederate my. dollars.
0: Oh. Well, there Ooh. it is, folks.
1: Another quick Sunday show.
0: <laughs> Another quick Sunday show. Just under two hours for all you. You can listen to this on a long road trip. Wherever yep. you're going. We just hope you get there safely. So anyway, thank you so much, as always, for listening and following and spending a little bit of your 4th of July today with the honchos and tomorrow, whenever you guys do it. But with that said, Mr. CUNY, please say good day and good holiday to sports honchos fans. As always, thank you very
1: much for listening. Thanks to our good pals at Dean Blundell. Don't forget, follow us, subscribe, rate, review. You know the drill. We always appreciate you listening. We thank you because without you, there is no us. It's the 4th of July, an extra long weekend. Be nice to each other. Give each other a hug. Be safe out there. Don't hold any fireworks in your hands. And as always, peace.
0: You got it, baby! Sports Hanchos is out!